This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. God sent his son. They called him Jesus. He came to love, heal and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon. An empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face the God his own doth tender 
flourish in his holy courts they flourish from all evil things he spares them in his mighty arms he bears them neither life nor death shall ever from the lord his children sever unto them his grace he showeth and the sorrows all he knoweth though he giveth or he taketh god his children ne'er forsaketh is the loving purpose solely to preserve them pure and holy Jesus calls us into his presence. When we are tired and struggling, Jesus promises us rest. We find peace in Jesus' loving arms. Welcome to worship, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ parish worship service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Duranda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague. And thanks today to Jim Haugerud and Debbie Tag, our musicians, Kathy Christensen, our reader and provider of the children's message, and our recording engineer is Brad Anderson. You are able to join us by NUIC podcast and at 8 a.m. each Sunday morning on WPCA Radio 93.1 FM and its live internet stream on www.wpcaradio.org. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577 or by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, and through our website, at www.nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Kathy West in memory of her husband, Jim West. And we'd also like to thank WPCA for this broadcast. Some other announcements is next Sunday will be at uh, Trinity Lutheran and we'll be honoring our seniors that are graduating that morning. So uh, I hope you all can make it and help encourage and celebrate with our seniors of our parish. And then on the 23rd, there will be a community meal at Duranda Lutheran, and we'd love to invite you to that. There's no cost. It's a way of just saying welcome and having the community gather together to eat and to share together. The church is anywhere people gather in Jesus' name. Even when we are not together in a church building, God continues to be present in the creative and intentional ways that we gather for worship. Therefore, wherever you are at this time, worshiping in Jesus' name, your present location is the church. You may want to get ready for worship by laying a cloth down and having a candle or a cross anything that would help you enjoy and, uh, and to have a small worship space to enhance your worship experience. You may also want to have a Bible or Bibles for the kids 
and the home worship materials. We also will be celebrating communion again, so you may want to have wine and bread available. As we begin worship, it is our desire to honor God, to open our hearts to the spirit of God's love and presence and begin with the invocation. Dedicating this hour to the presence and purposes of God, we worship together with God the Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Spirit, our breath of life. We'll continue with our confession of sin. We confess our sins before God and one another. God of resurrection, you have redeemed us through the gift of your Son, Yet we often act as though we don't know what that means. We fail to see where we need to change and where we need to work to bring positive change to the world. We remain fixated on ourselves rather than living in love and service for others. Forgive us for our sins of thought, word, and action or lack of action that we might do, better do your will. I'd like to proclaim to you that Christ is risen indeed and proclaims to you and all of creation the entire forgiveness of sin. Receive this gift of forgiveness with joy. Amen. We'll continue with the gathering songs. While kneeling by her bedside, in a cottage on the hill My mother prayed her blessings on me there She was talking there to Jesus While everything was still And I heard my mother call my name in prayer Yes, I heard my mother call my name in prayer she was pouring out her heart to Jesus there. Then I gave my heart to him, and he saved my soul from sin. For he heard my mother call my name in prayer. She was anxious for her boy to be just what he ought to be. And she asked the Lord to take him in his care Just the words I can't remember But I know she prayed for me And I heard my mother call my name in prayer Yes, I heard my mother call my name in prayer She was pouring out her heart to Jesus there Then I gave my heart to him And he saved my soul from sin For he heard my mother Call my name in prayer Then I gave my heart to Jesus And I'm living now for him And someday I'll go and meet him in the for he heard my mother praying, and he saved my soul from sin. Yes, he heard my mother call my name in prayer. Yes, he heard my mother call my name in prayer. 
She was pouring out her heart to Jesus then. Then I gave my heart to him, and he saved my soul from sin. For he heard my mother call my name in prayer. Jesus calls his children dear, come to me and never fear. For he loves the little children of the world. I will take you by the hand, lead you to the better land. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Jesus is the shepherd true, and He'll always stand by you. For he loves the little children of the world. He's a savior great and strong, and he'll shield you from the wrong. For he loves the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every grace, they are covered by his grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I am coming, Lord, to thee, and your soldier I will be. For your love's the little children of the world. And your cross I'll always bear for you, I'll do and dare. For your love's the little children of the world. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Every color, every race, they are covered by His grace. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I have to admit, i got to be a little careful today, as this will be kind of too short sermons, I hope. Uh, there was a pastor who once gave a sermon on how every blade of grass is a sermon. Two days later, he was out mowing his lawn, and one of his parishioners went by, that's great, pastor, keep, your, uh, keep cutting your sermon short. But here we're going to go with uh, just honoring all those caregivers out in our world, uh, those who are mothers, and those who take the place of a mother at times, because uh, our culture has changed as to what the family looks like and uh, who takes care. A lot of grandmothers are taking care of their grandkids and so forth and so on. Uh, but it's a little bit like a little kid in a department store who got lost and a clerk found him and tried to comfort the kid. And uh, the kid kept saying, I want my mother. And so the guy gave him some candy or something and he, wasn't interested in candy, he wanted his mother. He gave him some other things, trying to settle him down and saying, I will try to find your mother. But he said, I want my mother, and that was it. And he just kept saying it over and over again. So all the material things that were offered to comfort this little lad in his frustration 
and maybe even a little bit of grief, wondering where his mother was. He was interested only in finding his mother, for there, he knows, is a love that will accept him and hold him close. What's the picture that we see so often that brings, that is a peaceful picture, is a mother holding a baby and rocking it or singing to it, just loving it. It also is a picture of Jesus and us that helps us understand love. But I'd like to again share from uh, another little story from Chuck Swindoll, where he talks about several, several years ago, someone interviewed the contemporary artist Matt Chagall for a PBS program. The young, arty interviewer started the session with a question about influences. His question was very long and involved and exhibited his own learning along the way, giving everybody, including Chagall, a lecture on the nature of influences on the artist. When the young man finally gave the artist a chance to answer for himself, Chagall said, in the simplest way possible, that his greatest influence was his mother. It took the poor young man a bit of time to get his bearings after that. But Chuck says, I know of no more permanent imprint on a life than the ones made by mothers. I guess that's why Mother's Days always leave me a little nostalgic. Not simply because my mother has gone on, and I kind of think heaven's probably a little cleaner because of it, but because that's the one day the real heroines of our world get the credit they deserve. Hats off to every one of you. More than any statesman or teacher, more than any minister or physician, more than any film star, athlete, business person, author, scientist, civic leader, entertainer or military hero, you are the most influential person in your child's life. Never doubt that, that fact. And we all thank you for it. We continue with the litany. We all experience suffering in our lives. God does not cause us to suffer. Suffering just happens and God is there. With God's help, we can weather our challenges, and in so doing, learn endurance, and by endurance, build character, and through character, develop hope, and hope will not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit given to us. Continue with the prayer of the day. Loving God, you sustained the church at Rome in their suffering through hope and the promise of your salvation. Give us the same hope and walk with us through our own challenges. In Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Now I encourage you to share a sign of peace. Bless yourself or someone worshiping with you today. You can do it by beginning by touching the forehead and using the Trinity formula of be blessed or I am blessed in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then maybe include, and may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep my heart in Christ Jesus. Amen. At this time, we turn to the Holy Scriptures. And if you have a Bible, I invite you to turn with us and follow along as Kathy leads us through this section. 
The first reading comes from Matthew, the 11th chapter, verses 28 through 30. Come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Holy Gospel according to Romans, the third chapter, verses 1 through 11. Glory to you, O Lord. Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have, who, through whom we have obtained access to his grace, in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast our, in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance protect, produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we have been justified by his blood, we will be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, we will be saved by his life. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. It's time now to talk with the young people of the parish. Hi, guys. I want to talk to you about a guy named Paul. Paul was an apostle whose job was to tell the story of Jesus to everyone that he met. Paul traveled all over his part of the world and started many churches with people who believed in Jesus. When Paul couldn't travel to visit his friends in Rome, he wrote them letters to share God's love. If you look at your Bible at home, Paul's letters are written in the book of Romans in the New Testament of the Bible. This is one of his letters that he wrote. It's very short. Dear Christians in Rome, there are three things that I tell people who have never heard of Jesus or God. Number one, Jesus was human like us and God both at the same time. Number two, Jesus came so people in the world would know how much God loves us. And the third one, believing in Christ and knowing God's love changes your life. Everyone should know that, that this is good news. Are you telling people this is good news too? The peace of God will be with you, Paul. Paul has a good way of telling us how much God loves us. But I want to ask you guys some questions, two of them. Here's the first one. Are you perfect? And how about the second one? Do you do everything right? Well, I know I'm not perfect and I do not do everything right all the time. Does that mean I'm not good enough for God's love? No. Remember what I said about Paul's letters to the Romans? 
the three things to tell people about Jesus and God, that God loves us so much. Think about a glass that's empty. It's sitting in front of you. And then let's say we take this glass and we're gonna call it your heart. And the water that I'm going to pour into that glass is God's love. So let's take this empty glass and fill it with water, half full. Is that how much God loves us? No. Let's add more water to the glass and fill it all the way up to the top. Is that how much God loves us? No. But let's keep adding water to the glass so it's pouring all over the top and all over the place and never stop pouring the water. Now that is how much love God has for us. It never ends. Today is Mother's Day, and I bet that's how much love your mother has for you too. You know, God's love will never stop, and we need to pass that love to others. So please, pass the love along. Let us pray. Dear God, thank you for pouring your love over us whether we deserve it or not. Help us to share that love from God with others. And thank you for our mothers and their loves too. In your name, amen. Ooh, ooh, I'd lose my way and I'd lose my mind if I faced one day on my own. I know I have saved the night that he gave this drifter's heart a home. Every night I should be on my knees. Lord knows how lucky I am. I'll never say near enough. Thank God for Jesus. Amen.
Today is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And may we hear Jesus' words speak to us and to our hearts today. Boy, you look around our world today and it gets kind of interesting. Just little things like garbage and how uh, the planet is littered with uh, lots of garbage. In fact, it disturbed me a while back when I read that there was a uh, plastic had uh, been thrown in the ocean and so much of it so that there was an island floating of plastic in the Pacific that was about the size of Texas. Uh, we see the garbage heaps and we see all that and it gets frustrating but it also reminds us of who we are. So many times in our landscape of our lives we see garbage, we see things that aren't right or weren't right. And we need to hear again the good words of the message today. While we were yet sinners, while we had plenty of garbage, Christ died for us. Isn't that a good word? While we were yet afar off, 
God was still with us and coming to us in love and mercy and grace. It seems sometimes people are consumed with the pursuit of happiness. We avoid suffering. We seek pleasure and we place our hope in something better than this. I'm reading from the narrative. But Paul took a step back. He acknowledged that we cannot be constantly in a state of hope and happiness. Sometimes we suffer. Sometimes we sin. But neither of those is pointless. Suffering can produce endurance that can ultimately lead to hope. This is not to say that we should seek out suffering in order to force ourselves to strengthen our hope. We don't need to seek out suffering. Suffering will always find us. We must endure suffering, but we don't need to remain there. We can move forward. God's love offers us a pathway through. Even while we remain sinners, God's love offers us a way out of suffering in the state of sin. God gave everything so that we might gain everything. So what do we say of suffering? We might try to find reason and meaning in suffering as a way to make sense of it all. But suffering may not be purposeful like that. Suffering is a natural part of living in a flawed world. We might do better to wonder what we do with suffering once it occurs than try to anticipate its causes. We may never know why bad things happen, but we can look forward and rely on God's love to see us through. We can become stronger, kinder, more faithful people through the experience of suffering. We can help others who are suffering with things we have already survived. We can't avoid suffering, but we can use our suffering for a greater purpose. Paul wrote to the Romans at a time when they were suffering greatly. Not to worry, their suffering could lead to endurance, character, and even hope. During the First World War, it tells about the courage and sympathy of King Victor Emmanuel III of Italy. In the midst of battle and terrifying shellfire, an Italian lieutenant who had fallen seriously wounded called a soldier to his side. He gave him a few keepsakes to convey to his family, then he ordered him to hurry to make his escape. The soldier tried to carry the lieutenant to a place of safety. Some gunners of his military group called to him through the fire, save yourself, save yourself. But still he remained with his superior officer. In the distance, there was the sound of a motor, motor home, horn. The cry went out over the battlefield that the king had left the area. The soldier still struggled with his officer's body, but soon the lieutenant died in his arms. Flinging himself down on the ground beside the corpse, the young fellow cried with bitter tears, even the king has gone away. Then a hand touched his shoulder. He shook himself, rose to his feet, and stood at attention. My dear boy, said the man, the car has gone, but your king is still with you. Every inch a king, he could not abandon those who were carrying out his commands. Isn't that a great promise? God is always with us in the midst of suffering or any other hardships that we see. He will not abandon us. He is always there. That's the story of mercy and grace. God will not let us go. I also think of the 
second part of the text where it talks about, come on to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. I like that uh, verse because it speaks to us again about how there's so much going on sometimes that we just can't seem to get away from the burden and the things that we struggle with. But uh, a story that I remember from the late 60s of Gert Bahana, a rich person, extremely rich. She had inherited a lot of money, but she was horribly unhappy. She said she had failed at everything, from three marriages to uh, she even tried to commit suicide, and she kept waking up afterwards, finding that she couldn't even commit suicide. She was struggling, and some friends called her and asked her to come out to see her out west. And so she flew out there, and as she got there, the friends met her and greeted her, and then the one guy took her bags, which were heavy, and he said, Gert, it's a little bit like this. I'm going to take your bags just the way Jesus has taken your burden. You don't have to carry it anymore. God will take it away. Gert Bahana, for some reason, that just really spoke to her. The illustration, the story, and how heavy those bags were, she just felt so good to be released from that. Mercy and grace comes to us through Jesus, through God who loves us, doesn't want us carrying the things. His yoke is light. He asks us to remember that he is always there with us. He will take care of us. He will not let go. There is also the uh, time where uh, a little boy was, uh, well, we know this last winter what it was like, lots and lots of snow. And there had been a big snowstorm out in uh, New England. And this young boy who was maybe four or five years old decided to go out and clear a path for his father. Well, he went out there, he, he found a little uh, shovel behind uh, the wood, and it was one that they'd shovel the coals out of the fireplace, so it wasn't very big. And he went out and he started shoveling. And as he went along, some guy came by and was looking and seeing this boy, and he just stopped and watched and was amazed he was not making very much progress. It was cold out and it was tough. And the boy just kept working at it. And the man finally said, young man, what are you trying to do? And he says, well, I'm trying to make a, a pathway for my dad when he gets home. And the guy said, and how do you expect to have that, uh, have that happen? He said, by keeping at it by keeping at it. He knew something, didn't he? The, the walkway was not gonna be clean from snow. It was gonna be uneven. There were a lot of things that uh, probably were not very wide, but he was gonna keep at it for his dad. Sometimes the work we have kind of comes across that way. Seems like our tools aren't very good. The job seems insurmountable. The struggle is too much. But then we hear the words, by keeping at it, 
we get through it by God's grace and mercy. At funerals, I always think about the 23rd Psalm. And, and the song that we used to sing was, you gotta walk that lonesome valley, you gotta walk it by yourself. Yeah, nobody else is gonna walk it for you. You gotta walk it by yourself. I love the 23rd Psalm because it speaks about walking through that valley. Remember what it says? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Did you hear that? You're not walking this life or the shadow of death or anything else because alone, because Jesus is walking it with you. So as we go through Mother's Day, as we go through the days ahead, we think of all the people who kept at it, who have suffered and endured and are full of hope and have great character. Let's give thanks to God who just won't let us go. Amen. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Though Satan should buffet, though trial shall come, let this blast assurance That Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well. He lives, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin not in part, but the whole is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. It is well, it is well with, my soul. with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Lord, hasten the day when our faith.
trumpet shall sound and the Lord shall descend even so it is well with my soul it is well, it is well with my soul with my soul it is well it is well with my We continue by confessing our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffering under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Standing in awe of your unfathomable grace, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God of justification, even while we were still walking in sin, Jesus chose to die for us. We are humbled by your extravagant love and offer our unabashed gratitude and praise. God of life, you hear our prayer. When one in your creation suffers, all creation suffers. Help us to be caretakers and comforters of all that you have made, healing instead of harming this world. God of life, you hear our prayer. We uplift to you all those who are persecuted for any reason by unjust governments and corrupt systems. Give them strength to endure their suffering and give us passion to hold leaders accountable for the well-being of all people. God of life, you hear our prayer. Healing happens when we open ourselves to receive your grace. Open us and heal us in body, mind, or spirit according to your will. And we especially remember Dean Muse, Irene Hogfett, Helen Jorgensen, Shirley Lenz, Randy Goglin, Becky Anderson, Ida Martinson, Matt Crerup, Jean Hoisington, Scott Morgan, Julie Dubois, Helen Erickson, Lee and Maury Nicholson, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Jim Wade, Joyce Anderson, Kelsey Zamuda, and the families of Ed Monette and Dan Rosenbush and Myrna Brown. God of life, you hear our prayer. Mothering God, every parent is important. The ones we are born to, the ones we adopt as our own, the ones we strive to be for our children or others' children. Bless all who walk in the role of mother or father, grandmother or grandfather. God of life, you hear our prayer. We lift up all the saints who have gone before us, 
who have suffered until enduring produced hope. God of life, you hear our prayer. Confident in the promise of the resurrection, we lift all these prayers to you, saving God, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church, even when we are physically distant. We invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, your home congregation, the synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors. We continue with the offering prayer. Gracious and holy God, bless these tithes and offerings we have given for the sake of the kingdom. Let the grace and generosity of the Father be the light that guides us, the compassion of the Son be the love that inspires us, and the presence of the Spirit be the power that moves us. Amen. We're now celebrate communion, and when we celebrate, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love shown to us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. So in the night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it. Gave it to his disciples, saying, This is my body broken for you. Do this as often as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the, the wine, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread or the wafer and hear the promise from Jesus, the body of Christ broken for you. Take the wine or grape juice and as you drink it, hear the promise from Jesus, the blood of Christ shed for you. And now, may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Amen. Called to walk together as the body of Christ, let us abide with one another in peace. Thanks be to God. Receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you peace. Amen. And y'all come back down here. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed When you are discouraged thinking all is lost Count your many blessings, name them one by one And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. 
greater blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings, every doubt will fly. And you will be singing as your days go by. Count your blessings, name them one. your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done. When you look at others with their lands and gold, Christ has promised you his wealth untold. Count your many blessings, money will not buy. Your reward in heaven or your home on high. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has. Thank you for listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amber, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Do not be discouraged, God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will.